This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here. On pain.tv slash gold, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. So it is uh, effectively Saturday evening, and I've just felt like doing another show. I normally only do shows Monday through Friday, so they drop on Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then I take a couple days off. But we've been covering so much stuff here that I felt like I was just going to continue because I had started into this Peter Thiel uh, kind of investigation rabbit hole on his connections to COVID land, the high school theater production that we've all been living in. And so I wanted to finish that up for you so that we could start the new week with some new material, but I am going to plug in some stuff tonight that's actually new, and it ties Peter Thiel into the messaging, the narrative of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the Great Reset, World Economic Forum, and I'll show you how that ties right into the Biden administration, and that way you'll understand that what you believe you're living through you are actually living through it's proven and so once you know that once you accept that then uh, we can figure out how to work around it and that's always been the theme here at the dust and gold standard and so my wife and i today uh while i was working on this show in between we had to run out to lunch with a gentleman in his 70s who we met through the ymca he goes to some of the aqua classes that i go to with my wife uh to be supportive so he goes to these aqua classes quite interesting gentleman uh you know fairly educated and cultured type of guy and so i was picking up hints from him that there were some things that maybe we agreed on and so we ended up going out to lunch with him today for the first time we went out to a little thai restaurant and what an interesting little character this guy is a wealth of knowledge he has survived ms uh he has asperger's um he uh is dyslexic 
served in the Navy during Vietnam and has studied with Buddhists and studied Taoism. He's an architect and engineer, uh, had a life partner that has since uh, passed away. He spent a lot of time taking care of her. Uh, when she was uh, really sick and the hospitals screwed up her life. But this guy has studied homeopathic medicine. He had a garden where he was growing all of his own um, vegetables and plants and, and herbs and stuff for homeopathic medicine. Actually went through treatment with acupuncture and then this other sort of... Uh, other sort of, uh, I don't know the name. I've got to research it myself. We're literally like bees, not robot bees, but honey bees sting you. And so he raised these bees. And wow, it was a really interesting conversation. And then he opens up and tells me that he's uh, left of <laughs> Bernie Sanders. But, you know, it didn't matter because I try to be nuanced and learn from people that are a wealth of knowledge this guy knows a lot of history about world war one and world war two and a lot of things we as a, a country did and he knows a lot of stuff going on geopolitically and so all of a sudden he starts telling me about 40 45 years ago he was going to college for engineering and he was really focused on whether or not technology and humanity could coexist and boom the lights went off in my head and i said wow i knew i was supposed to meet this guy and so i'm thinking about it i might bring him on kind of uh i have another studio i'm sort of building across from this studio in my office that's kind of two chairs with a lamp and we could sit down and just have a discussion and so i may do that with him but uh i'm assuming the majority of this audience uh probably trickled over from the thomas Paine podcast over from mike moore which kind of grew out of where i came from at least in the in the kind of the current uh, situation we're in which was sort of out of trump comes from the right this gentleman comes from the left but we agree so much on technology and humanity and he does not believe they can coexist he believes technology will end up destroying humanity and he is not for that so i may bring him on but you guys can't get upset with me if i have a guest that does not see eye to eye with you or me or any of us 100 percent. and i'm not looking to have a conversation in that form with an older gentleman that would be a debate very similar to when i had halsey english on and I had prepped you before that interview. There were certain things I did not agree with. Halsey does not see the World Economic Forum, Fourth Industrial Revolution, uh, and things of that nature as much of a threat as I do, and I assume many of you do. So it's fine. I'm, I'm doing these interviews so that I can pull information out of other people and I could learn from them as I've been doing my entire life, in my personal life, in business, in just uh, my my constant desire and need to explore and gain knowledge and so i'll bring him on but i don't want you to get upset if he doesn't agree with certain things and i don't go and like challenge him i don't want to get in a fight with a 75 year old gentleman so let's see if it happens i'm telling you it will be a very interesting conversation and it's not like this guy is a podcast or anything he probably has never spoken publicly but he has worked in government he has worked in the private sector and uh just 
just to see that there's someone else out there from the supposed uh, other side of the aisle who agrees that technology is destroying humanity and he has a lot of reasons to actually back that up um, from real world experience then I think he would be a wealth of knowledge and something you would appreciate so I am going to work on that but you've got to promise me you are not going to bash me for doing that and saying I'm promoting socialism or leftism which I am not okay so now that that is out of the way where we are going to start this evening is with a quote uh it's actually this article and there's a quote in here that's very important and I actually brushed over this in a couple of episodes ago and so this is an article from Forbes on December 3rd 2020 so remember let's put this in context COVID kicks off around February March of 2020 and now this article is in December 2020 okay so nine months after COVID kicks off And let's continue with our theme right here, which is Peter Thiel. So this is a Forbes article. It says, uh, titled, Peter Thiel says, COVID marks 21st century's true start. SPAC boom, surging EV stocks are a sign. So SPAC, uh, I pulled this up for you somewhere. Um, Hold on one second. Maybe I closed it. Let me just show you. For those of you that don't know, because uh, it says right here, a special purpose acquisition company. Just so you know what we're talking about. A special purpose acquisition company, also known as a, quote, blank check company, end quote, is a shell corporation listed on a stock exchange with the purpose of acquiring a private company, thus making it public without going through the traditional initial public offering process. Okay, just so we're on the same page here. And then it says, uh, SPAC, boom, surging EV, that's an electric vehicle. Okay, stocks are a sign. And this article is focused on sort of these electric vehicle companies, but it's, it's, there's something more telling inside here. So I'll just read the first paragraph quickly to you. It says, the SPAC boom of 2020 is Wall Street's story of the year and a once-in-a-lifetime chance for early-stage tech companies, particularly in the advanced transportation space, to grab funds at a breathtaking pace. And while some have listed shares years ahead of meaningful revenue generation or a clear outlook, billionaire tech investor Peter Thiel is excited about a broader transformation now this is what we reviewed before but let me read it again because it's very very important remember i already showed you that peter thiel said transhumanism and christianity are very similar there's only minute metaphysical differences between the two he's offering you his own version of heaven which he's going to give you immortality and the ability to live forever ever with him in the metaverse i guess But it says right here, folks, quote, there seems to be a lot of pretty crazy froth, and it's going to take years for some of these companies to grow into the valuations. But I keep thinking the other side of it is that one should think of COVID 
and the crisis of this year as this giant watershed moment where this is the first year of the 21st century. This is the year in which the new economy is actually replacing the old economy, end quote. Okay, did you absorb that or do I need to repeat it for you? Let me just repeat the last part there. Thiel says, I keep thinking the other side of it is that one should think of COVID and the crisis of this year as this giant watershed moment where this is the first year of the 21st century. This is the year in which the new economy is actually replacing the old economy. So there's Thiel spinning COVID nine months into COVID's launch, COVID the high school theater production, uh, into COVID's launch. And he is talking about this great opportunity and where he supports this idea, not his own, that the new economy is actually replacing the old economy. If that sounds familiar to you, <clears throat> great reset. If it sounds familiar to you, it should. Now, let's go down a little further. I believe there is another quote in here from Mr. Thiel, okay? It says here, quote, uh, I keep thinking that maybe this time the movie is going to have the alternate ending, which is somehow the tech is actually going to work, at least in the aggregate. Some will fail, some won't, but on the whole, the transformation of the 21st century is going to work. Now, what he was referring to there was a piece in this article where they're talking about these electric vehicles and technology in general and how Thiel believes that the tech boom, sort of this tech transformation, I don't know, maybe what we would call the singularity, the merger of man and machine, when AI, artificial intelligence, surpasses the intelligence of humanity and then humans are forced to merge with machine, considering he backs singularity, uh, the Singularity Institute going back to 2006 and spoke at the Singularity Summit going back that long as well. And so now he's saying that this time, rather than the, he believes the uh, tech bubble burst slowed down technology's advancement. Now he thinks COVID is helping pick it back up. So again, he says, quote, I keep thinking that maybe this time the movie is going to have the alternate ending, which is somehow the tech is actually going to work at least in the aggregate. Some will fail, some won't, but on the whole, the transformation of the 21st century is going to work. And when he talks about this transformation, I believe he is referring to the fourth industrial revolution. The transformation from the third industrial revolution Okay, the third industrial era, I apologize, into the fourth industrial revolution, which pushes us into the fourth industrial era. And some of these guys believe that singularity will become part of that. In the meantime, and just for shits and giggles, before I move on to why this article and those quotes are significant to the overall story of this technocratic transhumanist oligarch, I just want to say the overall article is talking about this SPAC merger, okay? And this guy, Austin Russell, 
a Forbes 30 under 30. And he's a California Bay, uh, leading this California based sensor company deal, which is raising $600 million in gross proceeds in its merger with Gore's Metropolis. And it turned this 25 year old CEO, Austin Russell, into the youngest self made billionaire in the world based on Luminaire's estimated market cap of $3.4 billion prior to this trading and this is has to do with uh self-driving car technology but just so you know so that i could just keep making a point to you about the minions of peter thiel who is austin russell well up here on uh, scmp.com i just pulled up this quick article elon musk 2.0 question mark meet austin russell the world's youngest self-made billionaire luminar co-founder and evangelist for the LiDAR self-driving car tech that Tesla's CEO called freaking stupid. Well, who is Russell? Russell left Stanford after getting a $100,000 grant fellowship from PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel. Okay. And so this kid now owns an $83 million LA mansion next door to Tom Hanks and one in Florida. <laughs> $83 million LA mansion next to Tom Hanks. Hey, if I'm a kid who drops out of Stanford on a Peter Thiel grant and all of a sudden I make a ton of money, trust me, folks, you won't find me living next door to Tom Hanks. I might be spending my time on the spare couch with Harvey Weinstein, but I will never, ever be living next door to Tom Hanks. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, let me show you why those quotes are so important. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. This is a special Saturday night, Sunday morning edition of the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break. It is Saturday night, and it's time to party, folks. You know how I'm going to party tonight? I'm going to finish up this show, and then I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> and then tomorrow, my brother-in-law is coming over to help me move some furniture because we got to start putting together the nursery for the uh, coming child who's due here at the end of October. And so that's what I'm going to do. And then tomorrow, so you guys know, I'll be hosting the Thomas Paine podcast Monday morning, and I have a little special guest for you the wonderful, the fabulous Maria Albanese. And you're going to kind of see me out of my element. Well, it is my element. I just don't do it on this show. We'll be talking about some current stories going on in the news, analyzing those and bringing in some old research that the two of us had done years ago and tying that in. And then I have to record a second show, which is my show for Monday morning. So tomorrow I will be recording all day for you folks. And uh, once we get this show rocking and rolling, I'll be able to spend even more time and do more research on it. But I'm going to need you guys to share this show. I need you to go to pain.tv slash gold and sign up if you can contribute a little bit. Um, 
I hate to beg and stuff like that, but if you throw in a little money, then it allows me to not have to go out and get more web design and graphics projects, and I could work more on this show. My goal is to be doing this full-time for you so I can produce uh, all types of content, not just on the technocracy and on transhumanism, but other subjects that will be of value to your life. So feel free to do that. And also, please, and I know there's trolls out there that are going to use this against me, but if you can go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a comment, it really does help uh, us be seen. It kind of pushes the show up, I guess, in their feed. I don't know. I don't do that stuff. That all comes from Commander Payne's side, but that's what I'm being told. Okay. Enough of that, folks. Let me look. I've got this quote back on the screen because we need to move forward with this. But here, it's Thiel saying, I keep thinking the other side of it is that one should think of COVID and the crisis of this year as this giant watershed moment where uh, where this is the first year of the 21st century. This is the year in which the new economy is actually replacing the old. Now, let's go over to your favorite website okay this is the world economic forum and you can get to the world economic forum right by going to weforum.org and let me pull this part up first because theo is talking about a resetting right of the new economy is actually replacing the old economy. Now, Peter Thiel, again, it purports to be this conservative libertarian. He backed Donald Trump. He spoke at Trump rallies. He's now backing this string of what the media calls MAGA candidates, Trump-backed candidates, candidates, as Thiel said, that endorse you know, the, the former President Trump's policies. I don't even know what any of that means. We'll go over some of that with Maria Albanese. And so here we go, folks. If it, if it sounds familiar, what Thiel said about the new economy replacing the old economy, right here on the World Economic Forum website, many of you have seen this. This is not new. I'm just tying this together for you in a pretty little bro. We have the Great Reset. And we have a quote here from Professor Klaus Schwab, one of our favorite people on the show, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. And it says right here, quote, the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine and reset our world, end quote. Let me reread that, folks. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. And let's go back to Peter Thiel on the screen here, where he says, one should think of COVID, and what does Klaus Schwab say here? The pandemic represents And Thiel says, one should think of COVID and the crisis, right? That's the pandemic of this year as the giant watershed moment where this is the first year of the 21st century. The new economy is replacing the old economy. And as Klaus says right here, the pandemic represents a narrow window of opportunity. That's like a watershed moment to reflect reimagine and reset our world and as peter is saying the new economy replacing the old economy you see the two things are connected peter is echoing the great reset 
coming out of the World Economic Forum. And what does the Great Reset stand for? And did the Great Reset start on March, uh, you know, 10th, 2020, right? The beginning of COVID. Is that when it started? No, folks. I've told you this before, right? Here on the World Economic Forum, we have the fourth industrial revolution, what it means, how to respond. And this is January 14th. 2016, Klaus Schwab wrote his book, The Force Industrial Revolution, in 2016, okay? Now, let me read a little of this from you because you need to understand what the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution are. It says right here, again, this is written in 2016, four years before COVID. We stand on the brink of a technological revolution that will fundamentally alter the way we live, work, and relate to one another. In its scale, scope, and complexity, the transformation will be unlike anything humankind has experienced before. We do not yet know just how it will unfold, but one thing is clear, the response to it must be integrated and comprehensive involving all stakeholders of the global polity from the public and private sectors to academia and civil society. Did we not see that, right? Did we not see that when COVID, the high school theater production kicked off? Did we not see this? Seriously. Seriously, the transformation will be unlike anything humankind has experienced before. Well, I don't know if it's unlike anything humankind has experienced before, but in our lifetime, in uh, a couple of generations, it was unlike anything any of us had experienced before. And he's saying right here, the response to it must be integrated and comprehensive. Not talking about COVID, talking about this technological revolution. And the response to it must be integrated and comprehensive involving all stakeholders of the global polity from the public and private sectors to academia and civil society. So they were wrangling, the World Economic Forum was wrangling together these stakeholders prior to COVID, the high school theater production, which was the great reset that ushered us into what we're reading from now, the fourth industrial revolution. Okay, so then you see what... All the governments around the world were on board, right? Pretty much all the governors in the United States were on board. You'll say that DeSantis or this one didn't do this or didn't do this, but in the end, they all did it. They all contributed to it. They all contributed to it. And so all of government was on board. All of private sector, short of some, some mom and pops, maybe were on board, but most of them got on board because they were threatened by the local health departments and the police departments. So they were pushed into it by force, but the big corporations, what they call the private sector, they were on board. And then you see oligarchs that work on behalf of the government, as we've proven to you what 
Peter Thiel is, you saw the oligarchs all on board. So in 2016, when Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum are telling you that all of these entities from both the private and public sector need to be on board, they were in the process of wrangling the stakeholders and getting them ready for the Great Reset, which they happened to use COVID, the high school theater production, as the kickoff. Okay, whether they created it and it was invented or whether it was really a flu gone bad, who knows? doesn't really matter to be honest because we know what the purpose is was it a catastrophe that they uh, a crisis that they did not let go to waste as Rahm Emanuel uh, Barack Obama's former chief of staff uh, who is Ari Emanuel Hollywood's most powerful uh, manager talent manager's um, brother who is partnered in with AI Foundation Lars Butler and the Mind Twin program I mean, I don't know, but it doesn't matter because the proof here is in the pudding, folks. And so when they say everyone has to be on board with this, you see people like Peter Thiel, who controls how many companies I've showed you. There's hundreds. There's at least a hundred, folks, maybe hundreds. And so he sets the tone and his hundred companies start marching. And we're going to show you that in a moment. But let me just continue with this before we move on to the next damning piece of information I'm going to give you. This article continues. The first industrial revolution used water and steam power to mechanize production. The second used electric power to create mass production. The third used electronics and information technology to automate production. Now a fourth industrial revolution is building on the third. The digital revolution that has been occurring since the middle of the last century. It is characterized by a fusion of technologies that is blurring the lines between the physical, digital, and biological spheres. And that will be called the singularity or transhumanism, folks, when we start blurring the lines between physical, digital, and biological, bringing all three together. It says in here, there are three reasons why today's transformations represent not merely a prolongation of the third industrial revolution, but rather the arrival of a fourth and distinct one, velocity, scope, and systems impact. The speed of current breakthroughs has no historical precedent. When compared with previous industrial revolutions, the fourth is evolving at an exponential, uh, at an exponential rather than linear space. Moreover, it is disrupting almost every industry in every country, and the breadth and depth of these changes herald the transformation of entire systems of production, management, and governance. And as I've mentioned to you, this is from 2016, but remember we've been showing you technologies that are coming out of this fourth industrial revolution. I'm trying to show you what it is and how you can see it around you.
And then you will start to recognize some of these technologies that you may want to avoid in your life. Can we stop them? I don't think so. But can you avoid them? Can you warn your family and your friends? Can you educate your children and grandchildren on the dangers of these technologies and at least teach them how to only use them when necessary as a tool, like using a garden hoe? but you don't walk around carrying it on your back and you show them these things because this is how you can avoid it and partially live one foot in and one foot out of the matrix and not be wrapped up inside of this prison planet matrix metaverse all of the time. And that is why I have to step out on a quick break because I can't be in the matrix with you at all times, folks. Even I, Morpheus, need to step back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash Gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back from the break. I am Dustin Gold, as you know. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and a nice comment over there. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it for those of you that have done it. Really, it is very nice. It does not go unnoticed, folks. You are appreciated. And uh, eventually... When uh, we start, I'm going to make some t-shirts, I think, with a hackable animal. I'm working on a logo. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. And that is what Yuval Noah Harari called us. You know, you are hackable animals. You have no soul. You have no free will. You have no spirit. You are useless humans. We will control the data. Data is gold. And those who control the data will be the gods of the new era. And you will just be nothing. You will be a little peon, a peasant. You'll be nothing but a little plebeian. All right, folks. Let me just read you this uh, last paragraph uh, from this article because this ties right into what we've been talking about here. It says, The possibilities of billions of people connected by mobile devices, and again, that's... uh, all connected into the Internet of Things and Internet of Bodies, which I think I'm going to try to cover this week. I know some of you have heard about this. You know the basics of it. But I really want to go into depth for you so you understand all of the technologies that are part of the Internet of Things, what the dream is for this Internet of Bodies, and something else they call the Internet of Senses. Because you have to understand what the technologies are that are building the prison planet around you if you want to be able to avoid the prison planet, no? So I think it is my responsibility to uh, do that for you. But it says right here, the possibilities of billions of people connected by mobile devices with unprecedented processing power storage capacity and access to knowledge are unlimited now i also told you with this processing power 
uh, this storage capacity, some of this DNA storage they're building, processing power, how fast the chips are getting, uh, access to knowledge ties into the Neuralink brain chip. You know, this is written in 2016. This is a blueprint, folks. This is when you read this, you're reading the blueprints for the future that they are building. It says, and these possibilities will be multiplied by emerging technology breakthroughs in fields such as artificial intelligence, robotics, the Internet of Things, autonomous vehicles, 3D printing, nanotechnology, biotechnology, material science, energy storage, and quantum computing. Okay, about, what, 80% of those we've covered on this show so far? So, you should Google... World Economic Forum, Fourth Industrial Revolution, and you will come across this article. And there's a lot of information packed in here if you don't ever want to read Klaus Schwab's entire book. It's really good because it gives you, it's sort of a uh, dummy's guide to the Fourth Industrial Revolution book, which I am working on doing an entire series where I read and analyze that book. But I'm not sure if I'm going to put it out on the public side because I I just don't want to. Some people have read it and I don't want to spend 10 episodes and bore them, but we'll see. I might put it out in chunks, maybe do one show a week on that. Uh, I will let you know. Okay, so the purpose of this was I just tied in uh, Peter Thiel's quote from the Forbes article at the end of 2020 where he says this new economy is going to overtake the old economy and how we have to look at COVID as this opportunity to usher in all this new technology. And the technology boom, the technocracy really, was sort of, you know, kicked in the balls, we'll say, um, when the tech bubble burst happened. And so he's happy to see it back on track. And his words really echo the quote by Klaus Schwab on The Great Reset, which was, in my opinion, COVID, the high school theater production. And so then it brings us backwards to the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is what Klaus Schwab was architecting and pushing uh, as the plan for the future. And then when COVID happened, Great Reset was really the kickoff for the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Now, let's move forward here to this is JoeBiden.com. And I just want to show you further when Klaus says that we need to have the whole entire public and private sector on board with this. And I said, there you go. There's an example of Peter Thiel echoing the narrative from the quote-unquote private sector, even though he's backed by the CIA and he's an oligarch for the government. But here's on Biden-Harris. And if you remember, Joe Biden was using a slogan, Build Back Better during his campaign against Trump, right? Now, this does not let Donald Trump off the hook. He launched Operation Warp Speed and kicked COVID land, the high school production, into high gear, folks, okay? So he doesn't get off the hook, but let's focus on what's happening now. You have Build Back Better, Joe Biden's Jobs and Economic Recovery Plan for Working Families. And it says right here, Joe Biden... 
believes to his core that there's no greater economic engine in the world than the hard work and ingenuity of the American people, blah, 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 blah. Nobody has more respect for the working women and men who get up every day to build and sustain this country or more confidence that they can meet the challenges we face other than Joe Biden, who would love to stand behind them, rub his hands up and down their neck, and sniff their hair. But that doesn't really matter in the big scope of things. It says here, make no mistake, America has been knocked down. Oh yeah, you think? The unemployment rate is higher than it was in the Great Recession. Millions have lost jobs. Uh, hours, pay, health care, or the small business they started through no fault of their own. The pandemic has also laid bare some unacceptable truths. Even before COVID-19, the Trump administration was pursuing economic policies that rewarded wealth over work and corporations over work and families. Okay, so he has to put in, uh, obviously, the political stuff. But he goes in there to talk about this economy the old economy structural weaknesses and inequalities that are still in place and he says this is the moment to imagine and build a new american economy for our families and the next generation an economy where every american enjoys a fair return for their work and an equal chance to get ahead now i'm not going to go all down this thing here but they get into covid and they get into the crisis so they're using covid then they're using what is perceived to be as a democrat a traditional sort of democrat message to push this idea that america was knocked down it's not going to come back because of these old systems that have to be replaced with these new systems. Remember, so we got knocked down, now we build back better. And why would they have to move forward with new systems? Because of what the same thing on the other side of the aisle, folks, the other side of the aisle, Peter Thiel, sits there and says, this is great, COVID is great, the new economy will replace the old economy. And Biden is sitting there on their campaign website saying this new economy will replace this old economy. And then you go over to World Economic Forum where Klaus Schwab is saying the Great Reset COVID is fantastic because now we're going to usher in this new economy. And then you go back to 2016 and you see the fourth industrial revolution where Klaus Schwab was talking about how the technology was going to advance and we were going to see these catastrophic changes and uh, we had to have public and private sector on board, all of which meet at the World Economic Forum. It is a collection of the world's elites from heads of state to heads of companies to bankers and everyone in between. All with people like the King philosopher Yuval Noah Harari sitting there and telling him that humans can be hacked. Now, was Joe Biden the originator of this idea, build back better? Well, folks, let me show you this. We go over to Wikipedia, build back better world, B3W is an intended economic initiative by the USA and pre-announced in the context of the Group of Seven, G7, in June 2021. This U.S. initiative is designed to provide an alternative to China's Belt and Road Initiative. BRI for the Infrastructure Development of Low- and Middle-Income Countries. President Biden is still to launch the initiative officially in the course of 2020. 
22. And what they talk about here, the initiative builds on the Blue Dot Network, a co-opted collaboration that aims to build a global network through lending-based financing, lending-based financing to build roads, bridges, airports, ports, and power plants. And it says right here, the initiative seeks, uh, seeks address the $40 trillion worth of infrastructure needed by developing countries by 2035. And we're not going to get into all of this right now, but this is a worldwide plan. Not just Joe Biden's campaign slogan, Build Back Better. And when I show you, when we come back from this short break, you're going to see that Biden was geared up to kick off this fourth industrial revolution the moment he stepped into office and the purpose again of this is to show you that people like peter thiel who are perceived to be on the right someone who claims to be a conservative libertarian and joe biden who claims to be some kind of liberal progressive democrat or whatever he is supposed to be that these guys are all just oligarchs they are technocrats they are serving this transhumanist agenda and they are working on behalf of klaus schwab and the world economic forum Uh, even if they're just puppets there is a global plan and all of the private sector on the corporate size level and all of these governments across the world are working in cahoots right out in the open this is not a conspiracy a conspiracy is more than two people meeting in secret with the hopes of achieving a similar outcome on some particular idea they're putting together but folks this is not a conspiracy because they're doing it right out in the open the information i'm providing you is publicly sourced it just needed to be connected together the dots needed to be connected and someone like me had to sit here and explain it to you which is fine i enjoy doing this i love research and investigations but when i come back i'm going to show you proof that biden was ready to launch this the moment he walked in Sorry, the moment he stumbled in to office. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard with Payne.TV slash gold. Come and join us, folks, and leave that review over at iTunes. And leave me a comment and a five-star review. I really appreciate that, folks. It's the least you could do, damn it. All right, listen. Listen, listen, listen. Let's jump right into this. So, so far, I showed you Peter Thiel's comment praising COVID and saying it was an opportunity to now usher in this new economy, right? And then I showed you Klaus Schwab saying the same thing Uh, about the great reset which is COVID. okay and then i showed you the fourth industrial revolution plans going back to 2016 which fits right in line with ushering in this technocracy 
uh, that we talked about. Then I showed you Joe Biden's Build Back Better campaign slogan and how he was selling the idea of replacing the old economy with the new economy. And then I showed you the G7 plans for Build Back Better, that that was not just something that Joe Biden came up with. Now, let's look at this article in The Hill, okay? This is written on, uh, this is December 2020. John Kerry reveals Biden's devotion to radical Great Reset movement. All right? You got this. Now, remember, December 2020, Donald Trump had already lost the election, not getting into election rigging and all that. He lost the election um, because, to me, that ship has sailed. I, I just don't even want to get involved with that. So, December 2020, and... Uh, Trump is still in office. Biden isn't going to be sworn in for another uh, month and a half, right? And so this article says right here in the Hill, in June, elites at important international institutions such as the World Economic Forum and the United Nations launched a far-reaching campaign to, quote, reset, end quote, the global economy. The plan involves dramatically increasing the power of government through expansive new social programs like the Green New Deal and using vast regulatory schemes and government programs to coerce corporations into supporting left-wing causes. The two justifications for the proposal, which has been aptly named by its supporters, the, quote, Great Reset, end quote, are the COVID-19 pandemic, That's the short-term justification. And the so-called, quote, climate crisis, end quote, caused by global warming. That is the long-term justification. All right? According to the Great Reset supporters, the plan would fundamentally transform much of society. As World Economic Forum head Klaus Schwab wrote back in June, so this is June 2020 they're talking about, quote, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of societies and economies, really, over a flu. But no, this was planned, I showed you, going back to the Fourth Industrial Revolution plans in 2016, which actually go back much earlier than that, but we'll get into that on another day. Quote, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies, from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country from the United States to China must participate, and every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism, end quote. Okay, well... You can argue with a great reset of capitalism, but right here, Klaus Schwab writes, in June 2020, just a few months after COVID starts, COVID land, the high school theater production, that's when Klaus Schwab's book, COVID, the Great Reset, comes out, all right? Now, what I want to show you here, because I'm not going into depth on these articles, we can do each of them as separate shows, but so here's what happens. They're talking about It says, in America, uh, most policymakers, including President-elect Joe Biden, remember at the time, this is uh, during his transition, uh, Joe Biden, have been relatively quiet about the Great Reset, leaving many to speculate what a Biden administration would do to support or oppose this radical plan. Now, while this is going on, 
Just to put this in context, and don't get mad at me, I'm only reporting you what the truth is. President Trump gets on board with COVID, whether you want to believe it or not, he puts Dr. Fauci out there, he puts Burks out there, he puts Redfield out there, and he may have stood at conferences and said different things at press conferences, but at the end of the day, he let it move forward. At the end of the day, he launched Operation Warp Speed. At the end of the day, he let Jared Kushner, now someone who professes to be a transhumanist, run the show, and they pushed it forward. He continued to promote the vaccine. You can say that he did not mandate it, and therefore he's not a bad guy because he left it up to you. In my mind, if he knew the vaccine was nanobots if he knew that it was poison or if he knew that it was going to be completely ineffective and people were shooting up thinking they were going to live or not get sick and then they die or they get sick then to me that's all equally bad sorry that's just my opinion we don't have to agree on that but it says right here there has been some evidence suggesting that biden and some of his biggest allies back the great reset and would attempt to impose it on the united states but biden and his team have never explicitly stated that america would be involved that is until now again this article is december 2020 and as i'm telling you trump was on board or allowing the great reset to occur and then I believe Biden comes in to usher the fourth industrial revolution in. I think all of this played together. At a panel discussion about the Great Reset hosted by the World Economic Forum in mid-November, so this is a month before this article, so this is November 2020, all right? You got it? March 2020, COVID land kicks off. November 2020, um, right after uh, Donald Trump loses the election, John Kerry, former Secretary of State, Biden's would-be special presidential envoy for climate, firmly declared that the Biden administration will support the Great Reset and that the Great Reset, quote, and this is Kerry, will happen with greater speed and with greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine, end quote. He said, the Great Reset will happen with greater speed and with greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine, end quote. All right? It says, when asked by the panel host, Borj Brendy, whether the World Economic Forum and other Great Reset supporters are, quote, expecting too much too soon from the new president, or is he going to deliver first day on this uh, topic? Question mark. John Kerry responded, The answer to your question is no, you're not expecting too much. And yes, the Great Reset will happen. And I think it will happen with greater speed and with greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine. In effect, the citizens of the United States have just done a Great Reset. We've done a great reset, and it was a record level of voting, right? So he has to throw in that so that if they play it on TV, it sounds like he's talking about voting and not about the fact that we were in Operation Warp Speed, right? So Kerry later argued that the great reset is necessary to slow the, quote, climate change, end quote, and that, quote, I know Joe Biden believes it's not enough just to rejoin the Paris Climate Accords for the United States. It's not enough for us to just do the minimum what Paris requires. 
All right. It goes on to say, Kerry also said that because of the Great Reset movement, he believes uh, he believes, quote, we're at the dawn of an extremely exciting time, end quote, and that, quote, the greatest opportunity we have, end quote, to address social and economic problems is, quote, dealing with the climate crisis, end quote. These and the other comments made by Kerry at the World Economic Forum event are made more important by the fact that Kerry's role in Biden's administration would involve working with the very same international institutions that have already expressed their support for the Great Reset on climate change. So you see here, folks, as the Joe Biden transition is going on, after Biden ran on the campaign slogan, Build Back Better, which we see was coming out of G7, and it had all been shaped, and Maria Albanese can tell you more about that. It goes back way, way further than that. So Biden's running around using Build Back Better. As soon as he wins, John Kerry goes over to the World Economic Forum, tells him Biden is ready to go with the Great Reset. On top of it, on the other side of this fake aisle, you have Peter Thiel, this conservative libertarian billionaire capitalist who's out there praising the fact that we're going to replace the old economy with the new economy. And he's excited that COVID has brought all these opportunities, all these investment opportunities. So you see they're all part of it. They're all on board with the Great Reset, which was COVID land, the high school production, and then the fourth industrial revolution, which is what we're seeing now, all the technologies that I'm talking about, all the stuff that's going on in grocery stores and with supply chains. All right. Now, just for the heck of it, we have this article up on World Economic Forum. Okay, weforum.org, weforum.org, and this is from July 2020. So this is a few months after COVID kicks off, and it says right here on their site, to build back better, we must reinvent capitalism, here's how. To build back better. There it is. That's the Biden campaign slogan. That comes out of the G7. It goes back even earlier than that. Build Back Better, World Economic Forum. It's all tied in, folks. And look at this article published on their website. It says, thanks to the ongoing pandemic, the world is off balance. And it will remain so for years to come. Do you hear that? Do you hear these psychopaths? If we were to believe... In July 2020, that people were walking through the streets and dying in parking lots, blood shooting out of their eyes, children just dying, mothers dying, old people dying, businesses closing, being destroyed. The government starts handing out stimulus checks to people because everything is collapsing. Kids are out of school. They get released early. They sit through the summer. They don't even go back when the fall comes. That in July 2020, on the World Economic Forum's website, this organization that's supposed to love you, they want to usher in the Fourth Industrial Revolution, Klaus Schwab, he just loves you. I love you. I love you so. I love you all so much. Yuval Harari, who calls you useless humans and hackable animals without a soul, without a spirit, without free will. 
and that they're going to be these gods of the new era. These people love you on their website. As we are supposed to believe that people are dying in the streets, they say, thanks to the ongoing pandemic, the world is off balance and it will remain so for years to come. Off balance would be people dying and businesses closing and they are thanking covid for that and for the chaos and disruption that will remain for years to come you see that far from settling into a new normal it says we should expect a covid19 domino effect triggering further disruptions positive as well as negative over the decade ahead that is called great reset ushering in fourth industrial revolution and these psychopaths which we know they are so i'm not surprised by this i'm just trying to express this to you are thanking the pandemic at a time that we were supposed to believe people were just dying they're saying thank you pandemic for setting the world into chaos and let's expect this for years to come let's not settle into a new normal let's push this forward and keep the momentum going and pushing us into the fourth industrial era which is technocracy which is singularity which is transhumanism the merger of man and machine ladies and gentlemen when i get back let me show you what peter thiel is up to and how he is capitalizing on this covid great reset fourth industrial revolution as he says these opportunities for the new economy to replace the old economy i will show you that when we get back ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back from that break. I'm Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, I think that worked out well. I wasn't sure how that was going to go, to be honest. I, I kind of had it in my head, but I wanted to tie it all into a neat little bow for you. You know, we don't do a lot of WEF, Fourth Industrial Revolution here, because I've been pulled in all these different directions trying to show you all the players and the technology behind transhumanism. But I said, you know, this is a good opportunity with this quote by Peter Thiel, who we're covering, to show you that all of these players are involved with this. All of them are involved with putting the boot on our neck to reset us into their technocratic prison planet matrix metaverse you know, shithole basically is what we're moving into, folks. This anti human planet that these psychopaths are building. Now, while we're on it, I'm going to go back to something that I started with the other day, but I kind of just, you know, glanced at it, brushed over it. I showed you a little bit. And this is Peter Thiel's investment firm uh, making. A investment in a menstrual cycle focused femtech company. And we touched on this, but just stick with me, bear with me, because I really want to show you what Peter Thiel is involved with 
especially since now we were able to tie him directly to the tenets of the Great Reset and COVID and the Fourth Industrial Revolution and Build Back Better that Peter Thiel is echoing in his in his world, in his sphere, in his venture sphere, this idea that this new economy is replacing this old economy. And everybody should get on board with this, okay? There's investments to be made, folks, damn it. There's investments to be made. This man who is backed by the CIA, who's partnered with the IRS and DOD and the FBI and DHS and CDC and the rest of them. Now, I just want to remind you of this, so I'm going to just go over it quickly, okay? So, EV Magazine, we went over, E-V-I-E Magazine, is COVID-skeptical, transphobic, and obsessed with traditional womanhood, okay? And, I mean, this is what this article here on Vice.com says. And Thiel's company is making an investment in this. And the backstory, just quickly to bring bring you back in the loop, folks. It says, on September 1st, EV Magazine, which strives to be conservative answer to Cosmo, which promotes COVID denialism and vaccine misinformation, that means they tell the truth about it, soft-focused transphobia and a weird obsession with organ meats, announced a new venture, 28, okay, it's 2828, numerical 28, a femtech company offering workouts and nutritional tips based on users' menstrual cycles. The idea behind this is that Thiel, okay, he leads this $3.2 million funding round. And Thiel, as we know, is in the process of backing these supposed MAGA candidates, at least what he calls MAGA. A couple of these guys work for him. And so he gets uh, together, he puts together a $3.2 million investment raise for these guys. Now, the person who runs EV Magazine is this woman, we went over her before, okay, but I'll read this to you, Brittany Hugaboom, a model and TikTok influencer turned conservative media entrepreneur, okay, so she turned conservative, and then what she does on her TikTok channel is she promotes sort of women's natural health, she's got this EV magazine, I'm going to pull this up on the screen right now, I did a search on the magazine for COVID, and I read you examples from this on a previous show. And so I don't really want to do that again, but just just to give you like, I'll give you three examples. Uh, here's an article. COVID-19 has airy parallels to V for Vendetta. Okay, Canada will require COVID vaccine for domestic travel. Here's why I believe that's medical tyranny. Um, no, the COVID-19 quarantine isn't proof we can all work remotely. All right, so as you can see, there's 151 articles that I pulled up on here that are what we would perceive to be anti-COVID. It would have been stuff that we actually agreed with. And so this girl, Brittany Hugaboom, has this EV magazine. She's a TikTok influencer, supposedly conservative, anti-COVID, pro-women's health. And I showed you this because they were built, they're building this app, 28, in which they ask women, uh, your wife, your girlfriend, your mom, your daughter, your granddaughter, your niece, they ask them to upload, you know, personal information about their menstrual cycle. And I warn people not to give this information to them because they're backed by Peter Thiel, who owns, amongst many things, Palantir, which is a CIA-backed company in which he works with almost every government agency. And so you don't want to give this guy your menstrual cycle data. 
So he backs this girl who purports to at least be anti-COVID. Maybe she is. I don't know. I didn't research her in depth. I don't really care yet. I'm not on that part. Uh, Maybe I'll go down that rabbit hole another day. But the fact is, I went on her site. I checked it myself. It is true. Vice makes this point. They're left-leaning or whatever. They call it COVID denialism. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's true um, as far as the fact that she appears to be anti-COVID. So Thiel backs her, and now he wants your menstrual cycle data. All right? So I showed you my notes on this the other day. Uh, when I pulled up this. And this uh, I have on the screen here links to some articles uh, under the title of The COVID Show. And I want to pull this up because as Thiel is backing this anti-COVID girl to get your menstrual cycle data, at the same time, he's out there saying COVID allows these opportunities for the new economy to replace the old economy. And He's really cheering on COVID to push forward the new technologies of the fourth industrial revolution. And what he's saying fits right in line with Joe Biden. It fits right in line with Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, the fourth industrial revolution, build back better. All of it connects. Peter Thiel is obviously planning on making money. Now, since he's backing this anti-COVID person, but on board with Bill Back Better, okay, maybe he's just like getting on board with that as a venture capitalist. Well, let me pull up some articles that I got for you guys. Okay, so, sorry, the Femtech article just popped up. We don't need that. Uh, okay, here we go. This is an article from Forbes, and this is written March 2020, okay? COVID just kicks off. COVID just literally kicks off. At this time, we are supposed to believe that grandmothers are just dying in the parking lot of grocery stores while pushing their carts. We're told to lock down in our homes. We have people literally in their houses with masks on uh, telling delivery men to leave groceries in their driveway on a table and then they wait for the person to leave. They come out with rubber dish gloves, a mask, like a beekeeper suit, and they're spraying their food with Lysol, you know, all over their uh, raw chicken. Because we're told people are going to die. But what is Peter Thiel doing at this time? What is this man who says COVID uh, offers all these uh, investment opportunities? Well, at this time, March 2020, COVID land, the high school theater production kicks off. People are dying. Everybody's dying. Palantir, and this is in Forbes, Palantir, the $20 billion Peter Thiel back big data giant, is providing coronavirus monitoring to the CDC, right? says right here in the last week staff at the centers for disease control and prevention started logging into a new web app it promises to help them watch where covid19 is spreading and checks how well equipped hospitals are to deal with the spike in cases of the fatal virus according to two sources familiar with the work according to To those sources, it was built by Palantir, a $20 billion valued big data company whose data harvesting work for the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency has provoked criticism from human rights groups. We'll get into that in another day, folks, because I was a big secure the border guy. 
uh, not big into the digital electronic prison planet fake wall that Peter Thiel and his organization built for the Trump administration. We don't need to get into that. I'm just showing you right here what Palantir is up to. With the CDC project that's avoiding any such controversy, partly because it isn't ingesting personally identifiable information said the sources who spoke on condition of anonymity due to the sensitives of the government contract now folks at the same time this is happening two years earlier peter thiel and palantir signed a hundred million dollar contract with the irs under the trump administration that allows them to track your financial transactions alongside your social media accounts your phone records and much more of your personal data and you're telling me now that palantir right when covid kicks off is tracking all this covid data but there's no personal information they have no way of connecting those dots while peter thiel owns as i showed you yesterday clearview ai that can scan your face from a phone from amazon ring from anywhere literally in a grocery store camera as you're walking into the bathroom and pull up your entire digital footprint off of your face scan Oh, yeah, don't worry. They don't have any personal information. It says, instead, the sources said the tech, based on its big data gathering and analysis technology called Palantir Foundry, (laughs) takes in a range of anonymized data from U.S. hospitals and healthcare agencies, including lab test results, emergency department statuses, bed capacity, and ventilator supply. Palantir is also developing models for the outbreak of the virus to help CDC predict where resources are required, they added. Now, I'm not going to go super deep into this, but let me just read you a quote. In the United States, we are continuing to work closely with our partners in health and human services, including CDC and across the government agencies, to ensure they have the most comprehensive, accurate, and timely view of information as the COVID-19 response effort evolves, a Palantir spokesperson said. So this is what Peter Thiel was doing on the day that you thought Blood was shooting out of your grandma's eyes as she walked out of a grocery store pushing her cart while carrying her walker, right? Peter Thiel was already in bed with the CDC, and now he's backing this anti-COVID TikToker to get access to your menstrual cycle. Folks, you're going to be mind-blown when we get back, because that is only the tip of the Peter Thiel iceberg and his involvement with COVID capitalism. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Dustin Gold, right here. On the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, let's keep going here. Let's keep going here. Looking into Peter Thiel and the money that he's made from the United States government. Mr. Libertarian, right? Mr. Conservative, Mr. Small Government, Mr. Libertarian, Mr. Freedom. Oh, it's all about freedom. It's all about freedom. Mr. I back 
a TikTok influencer who's anti-COVID. Mr. I'm right in line with the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset, and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Oh, yeah, that Peter Thiel. Oh, yeah, this guy. The one who is a transhumanist and a technocrat that we are supposed to believe is some kind of supporter of making America great again. What is this one right here? It says, Privateer Holdings Investor Peter Thiel tapped for federal COVID-19 tracking database. Peter Thiel's Palantir was awarded a contract to build the government's COVID-19 tracking database. This is a major investor in Privateer Holdings and a prominent supporter of President Trump. The Department of Health and Human Services has awarded a contract to build a federal COVID-19 tracking database to Palantir, a data surveillance firm founded by venture capitalist and cannabis investor Peter Thiel. Oh, yeah, he's invested in pot and psychedelics, too. Oh, oh, maybe that's why Joe Rogan pushes that stuff, because Thiel is behind Spotify, folks. Thiel is one of the investors behind Privateer Holdings, which owns the cannabis brand Marley Naturals and formerly owned Leafly or Leafly. Teal is also President Trump's most prominent supporter in Silicon Valley. The COVID-19 tracking database is named HHS Protect Now and will rely on data entered by medical facilities, universities, and national, state, and local authorities, the Daily Beast reports. Quote, Trace, track, and isolate, end quote, is an essential strategy needed to reopen the economy in light of the current COVID-19 crisis, many experts say. Well, the economy was apparently opened for vulture capitalist Peter Thiel, the conservative libertarian, small government guy who makes his billions working for the government, not to mention the fact that his companies usually start with a nice chunk of government money like Palantir, backed by the CIA through its venture firm, InQtel. Quote, HHS Protect Now, end quote, will include 187 data entry fields, including information like hospital capacity and inventories, supply chain data from the government and industry, diagnostic and geographic testing data, demographic statistics, and state policy actions, end quote. According to the Daily Beast report, President Trump of the COVID-19 Task Force lead Dr. Deborah Burks, Trump's lady, have already started using data collected on the platform in the president's daily COVID-19 press briefings. You got that, folks? It says here, in 2015, Teal's venture capital firm, the Founders Fund, made waves by investing heavily in privateer holdings, the Seattle-based cannabis investment firm behind many major cannabis brands, including Marley Natural, Leafly, and Tilray. And then it goes on to talk more about Thiel and Palantir. But you see here, folks, this is the guy who is pushing forward the Great Reset, capitalizing on COVID and the Great Reset, because it's pushing forward the technologies of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which are the tenets, the foundation for technocracy and transhumanism, of which, which Peter Thiel has been backing for many many years oh let's look a little further into what peter thiel was doing in covid the man now backing an anti-covid influencer on bloomberg here it says peter thiel's palantir is given access to uk health data on covid19 patients 
So much for the privacy, I guess. Theo co-founded company gets contacts, race, religion info. Data mining company has drawn scrutiny of privacy advocates. This is June 2020, right? So remember, March 2020, Theo is already, through Palantir, supplying this uh, network for um, the CDC. And now, all of a sudden... He's getting a contract, and now he's working with the U.K. government. And unfortunately, I can't go into depth on this article because it's on Bloomberg, and I guess uh, they want me to pay, and I'm not subscribed. So let's move to the next one. Don't worry. There's never a shortage of information over here. This is at theregister.com. Palantir expands from COVID roll, wins $90 million deal with U.S. Department of Health. This is from May 2022, so he did a great job with COVID, but now he's moving forward. And it says right here, controversial analytics company. How are they controversial in any way? We're the only ones calling them controversial, showing what they're really involved with. If they were that controversial, couldn't the big press mainstream media destroy Peter Thiel and a company like this? Palantir is publicly traded. They could destroy their stock if they wanted to. So it's only controversial because small people like us are telling the truth about it. Peter Thiel founded analytics company Palantir, has won a $90 million five-year contract with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services for a holistic enterprise data project. The controversial company, oh, so controversial, which cut its teeth on projects for the CIA and U.S. border agency ICE, why doesn't it say that the CIA backed it? Maybe it says that later. Cut its teeth. It got its funding from them. Uh, was awarded a blanket purchase agreement, which is set to allow HHS officials across the department's many agencies and missions to select the Palantir platform to support their work. According to a Palantir statement, the agreement marks the expansions of Palantir's scope of work at HHS and is distinct from the company's work on COVID-19-related health projects. Jesus, folks, the first project under the new deal will be to examine core administrative data and applications through a, quote, vertically integrated platform that allows teams to configure low to no code applications to manage, ingest and access data securely across business domains, end quote, the statement said. So now Palantir is moving forward with their foundry platform, right? And it says here in the article, in July 2021, HHS renewed and expanded its one-year contract for its foundry-based, that's through Palantir, uh, for its foundry-based COVID-19 vaccine distribution platform, Tiberius, from nearly $17 million to $31 million. So July 2021, HHS renews its contract with Palantir, for $31 million. So Peter Thiel's involved with vaccine distribution. Peter Thiel was involved with COVID tracking. Peter Thiel was involved with collecting data from the UK. Do you see how this all folks uh, works, folks? The man who's backing an anti-COVID influencer is also the same man who was happy that COVID was happening to usher in the new economy 
while he was raking in millions upon millions of dollars from the United States government to track COVID, now building new systems for HHS and working on vaccine distribution also with the UK government as well. It says the system originated in 2020, okay, under the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed, folks. Are you happy that Donald Trump put this freak in charge of pushing forward with COVID and disseminating COVID vaccines to all of our friends and family? Are you seriously? And now Operation Warp Speed, it says it's now known by the more modest moniker, Countermeasure Acceleration Group. (laughs) The Countermeasure Acceleration Group. Wow. That is crazy, folks. Let me see. I have some more articles for you. I mean, why stop with this stuff? Why stop while we're here? This is April 2021, and this was in the Wall Street Journal. Okay? I'm sorry, April 2020. So a month into COVID. And this was Peter Thiel's Palantir saw coronavirus coming. Now it braces for the impact. And so this article, oh, I can't go into this. This is a great one. This talks about how Palantir tries to set it up like it was some sort of like a futuristic software that predicted COVID coming. Excuse me, folks. It predicted COVID coming. So Thiel went and... Um, like got all of his employees from around the world and all his corporate offices and brought them back to the U.S. and forced them to quarantine for four weeks. Oh, yeah, folks. Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, this is Peter Thiel. This is the guy that we've been covering. Now you know why we've had to cover this, okay? We've had to do it. Now, let me show you this piece of technology that Peter Thiel was also behind. This one here is from Forbes. To fight coronavirus, this city is asking 9-11 callers to agree to self-surveillance. I'm not kidding you. I I am not kidding you. This came out in March 2020. Again, also right when COVID kicked off. Now remember, Peter Thiel is in the CDC already with Palantir at this time, tracking COVID for them. And at the same time, it says right here, on a regular day in New Orleans, 9-11 Communications Center, 45 people answer approximately 2,500 emergency calls. But days are anything but regular right now. Starting on March 16, 2020, emergency responders in the city of New Orleans are adapting to the new normal amidst the coronavirus pandemic by testing out Carbine, an Israeli startup providing next-generation 9-11 tech, founded by 35-year-old entrepreneur Amir Elakai. Now, ready? These responders are now using a tool built in part by former members of Israel's military intelligence, Elakai being one of them, that's backed by... Peter Thiel's Founders Fund. And who's his partner? Former Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak, who is now the company's chairman and a small passive investment from deceased multimillionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. So you've got Jeffrey Epstein. 
Israeli intelligence, former prime minister of Israel, and Peter Thiel. Come on down, ladies and gentlemen. Come on down. That sounds like uh, the beginning of a joke. It's like uh, an Israeli military intelligence guy, Peter Thiel, Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak, and a pedophile named Jeffrey Epstein walk into a bar. What does the bartender say? He says, wow, you guys must be part of the technocracy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I'll be right here, right back on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. I want to thank you all for being here with us Saturday night. Sunday morning for this special broadcast. I've just been on a roll of having so much fun sitting behind this microphone. I figured, what the heck? I don't drink. I don't party. I got a kid on the way. Let's just make some shows. Let's put some of this stuff together. Let's supply the folks with the intelligence they need to try to navigate this metaverse matrix these psychopaths are building for us folks i'm a little goofy tonight because it is saturday and i've done i think seven or eight shows in a row or something like that the last week i don't know let let me just go back to this real quick because i want to pound this home for you as thiel is involved with cdc doing tracking uh in march of 2020 as you're supposed to believe your grandmother's gonna die at the same time he's got his other company carbine which is partnered with israeli military intelligence the former prime minister of israel and jeffrey epstein the late great dead pedophile and so i just want to read this to you quick it says founder uh the founder of carbines tech can make the lives of 9-11 dispatch and healthcare professionals much much less chaotic in the covid 19 crisis carbine relies on callers submitting themselves to self-surveillance via their own mobile phone see they use covid to push forward the technologies that drive the fourth industrial revolution prison planet okay you see it all ties together how these guys are doing exactly what Klaus Schwab architected in 2016, or at least when he published the architecture in 2016. It says right here, Carbine relies on callers submitting themselves to self-surveillance via their own mobile phone. Once a caller uses their Android or iPhone to call 911, uh, 85% emergency calls now come from the mobile devices. They receive a text message that asks for permission to get their precise location and access video from their smartphone camera. So it's the this company Carbine, do you understand this? Israeli intelligence, owned by Peter Thiel, has a technology they're working with the New Orleans Police Department where you call 911, it texts you and asks you to opt in to let them look through your camera phone. Once permitted, Carbine can not only get more accurate location information directly from your phone, but also see your surroundings 
Yeah, it's called tapping into your camera. Now, we know the government could do that already. It's just now they admit it, and you're opting into it through Peter Thiel's technology. In the age of coronavirus, Carbine says that people will be able to get remote screening and be more easily located for testing or treatment. Folks, do you hear this? You're opting in to the prison planet. It says, plus, it'll also help emergency responders identify situations where they'll be at high risk of contagion from the virus, which has already infected more than 190,000 people around the world. Ah! All right. I'm not going to go into any more of this, but do you understand it? Do you see why I'm pointing this out to you? Because this vulture, this fork-tongued devil, Peter Thiel, Happy about coronavirus, happy about COVID, gladly on board with the Great Reset, all about the Fourth Industrial Revolution and the technologies coming out of the Fourth Industrial Revolution and the technocracy. Huge transhumanism, back singularity, publicly says that he's happy about this new economy overtaking the old economy, which is the Fourth Industrial Revolution right in line with Klaus Schwab, and then he's backing an anti-COVID influencer right now, looking for you or your wife or your daughter or your granddaughter or your mother or your girlfriend, your niece, your cousin, whatever's menstrual cycle data. Now, let's look at one more here, folks. This just goes to show you how deep this guy runs, how deep he runs. This is Reuters, September 15th, 2021, okay, last year. Abcelera and Moderna team up to develop antibody therapies. You know who Moderna is, do you not? Here's a picture for those of you in the video audience. It shows right there in the article on Reuters. Moderna, COVID-19 vaccine, right? They develop one of the mRNA vaccines. It says right here. Are we ready? Peter Thiel-backed Abcelera Biologics, Inc. said on Wednesday it had entered a multi-year agreement with COVID-19 vaccine maker Moderna to develop antibody therapies for multiple diseases. The biotech company said Moderna would have rights to develop and sell the antibodies based on its mRNA technology resulting from the collaboration. So now you have Peter Thiel getting in bed directly with Moderna. So what's that, folks? We have contact tracing. We have government logistics. We have grabbing personal data on people. We have carbine spying on your camera through your phone. All this comes out of COVID for Peter Thiel. And you wonder why he's on board with the Great Reset, why he was on board with the Fourth Industrial Revolution or this new economy. He's making all this money off of COVID. This is March 2022. Thiel-backed venture firm Mithril seeks to nominate candidates for a Dago's board. Okay, I think I might have put this over here. Okay, Peter Thiel, Abcelera. Okay, and now Abcelera, which we were just covering. I just want to show you, this company is best known for its leading role in the pandemic prevention platform, a project of DARPA's Biological Technologies Office. So we can end up going deeper into this, but Abcelera, which is now partnered with Moderna, Abcelera being Thiel, Thiel now partnered with Moderna, was involved with the pandemic prevention platform, a project of DARPA, okay? I hope you guys know who DARPA is. Now, 
You have Thiel involved with this Mithral Capital Management co-founded by Peter Thiel intends to nominate candidates to the board of COVID-19 drug developer Adagio Therapeutics, according to a regulatory filing from the venture firm. Why am I showing this to you? Because Thiel's capital management company is nominating people to the board of this COVID-19 drug developer Adagio. He's involved now with the drugs, with the therapeutics, with the COVID-19 vaxes. Do you see this guy? Now, he's this conservative libertarian backing an anti-COVID influencer. Meanwhile, he is raking in the dough, folks. Raking in the dough from COVID-19. COVID land, the high school theater production. Does it get any crazier than this, folks? Honestly, does it get any crazier than this? Do you see who Peter Thiel is? I can go into hundreds of his companies. I can show you more of his government connections. But do we really need to? I mean, I don't think at the end of the day that this podcast is called The Biography of Peter Thiel. But I'm focused on the technocracy and on transhumanism. I'm focused on what's coming in the future. I'm focused on what the World Economic Forum uh, and Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari and these others are saying. I'm trying to dissect their own words, their white papers, their partnerships with the government, what technologies they are building, so that I can try to figure out how to avoid as much of this as humanly possible. So that my child which is coming at the end of October, beginning of November, has an opportunity to live in some semblance of a natural world. I believe that is my child's birthright. And yet I have to think about whether or not this technocracy, this transhumanist agenda of anti-humanism is actually real. What it's going to look like, what my child is going to have to face, how I am going to educate them on that, how much I will allow and disallow them from being part of it. It's a reality. Most people probably aren't even thinking of this. They would think I'm crazy, but it is my responsibility, my duty as a loving parent, as a loving husband, to understand the future, to try to, the best of my abilities, understand what we are up against. And so that I'm prepared to raise a child in an anti-human world. How much I'll have to isolate them from, how much I'll have to expose them to, how I'm going to explain it to them. Whether or not if they are fully educated on this, they are going to be a weirdo. They are going to not fit into society. These are all the things I think about at night. That's why I decided to agree to do this show when Mike Moore asked me. And I said, well, what are the limitations on what I could discuss? What are the topics I can cover? In the past, I've covered, you know, border, immigration, things of that nature, corruption, uh, like Mike does with scandals and schemes. But this time, I knew I had to talk about the technocracy and transhumanism. Because I wanted to continue my research and I figured it was a great opportunity to share the research that I've already done and continue with that. And it's not just for shits and giggles, it's because I'm laying out 
information that I'm probably going to put into some type of a journal for my child, some kind of a roadmap for where the world started and where it's headed and how I think they can best navigate it because that is my duty as their father, as their protector. Uh, Bringing them into this world, it is my responsibility to protect them and guide them through it. And so that's what I'm doing right here at the Dustin Gold Standard. And sometimes I joke around, I laugh, I giggle, I throw in my corny impressions because sometimes I need laughter to get through these very dark subjects. But as I've showed you already, some of the men who are behind building this prison planet that we all unfortunately find ourselves living in, there are many more of them. And I will continue to dig them up and investigate them and go through the technologies that they have coming. And as soon as I can get to a point where this show allows me to stop having to seek out um, other forms of revenue to put food on my table and i'm not looking to become a millionaire off this it's just being able to pay the bills and and uh, put food on my table as soon as that happens i'm going to be stepping away from this set and going out in to the world and doing a lot more interviews but i have to grow the audience first to get good guests because they only want to come on if you offer them a huge audience so i just ask you Uh, to share the show. Uh, I'm here on a Saturday night giving up my night to produce this because I want to provide you with this information. I've got to clear it off my desk so I can move on to Operation Paperclip and IP3 and some other topics we need to get into. But I'm also here because I'm trying to put out this content and grow this audience so I can get to the point where this is what I'm doing all the time. I want to do this and be a dad and a husband. Dad and husband, and build the show and do research all day. And so I want to get out there in sort of an old school Anthony Bourdain sort of style meeting with uh, not necessarily people we agree with, but scientists, engineers, people who have worked on this technology to get more information for us. Maybe there's some of these people, some I've talked to, who sort of regret having been part of this, not realizing this is what they were building. And maybe they have some tips for us on how to get around and avoid some of the technology and some of the coming technocracy. And so that is going to be uh, my mission. And I'm going to work hard to make that happen but i ask you in the audience to please share this podcast with your friends uh subscribe to pain.tv slash gold if you can it's like a few dollars a month really uh i know everyone is struggling as we are with uh you know, inflation and food prices going up. But if you appreciate what I'm doing, the least you can do is support us at pain.tv slash gold. We'll have some other ways to support the show as well coming in the future. And uh, get on Apple, rate it five stars, drop a comment there, or if you're listening to it on another platform. And if you're on pain.tv slash gold, feel free to engage with me. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at Hackable Animal, singular, at, at, at Hackable Animal, or at Dustin Gold Show. 
and I may be putting stuff up on YouTube soon. That's also at Dustin Gold Show. And then I have a Facebook page at Dustin Gold Show, which I did not start putting stuff on yet. And then we have a Telegram at Dustin Gold Show and a group where you can talk to each other, which is uh, the Gold Pillars, the Gold Pillars. That's a Telegram. I haven't really been using it yet. I'm in the process of talking to a friend of mine, a colleague I've worked on on other projects in the past who um, might be able to help me manage some of this because I do so much research for the show and it takes a long time. Like I sit here, if it's a two-hour show, it takes me two hours to record it and then it takes about an hour or so to edit it. So I'm spending about eight hours start to finish to do one podcast and as you see, I put them out daily. So that's it folks i appreciate everyone who has provided us with feedback i'm asking you to share this with your friends i try to keep this content clean as possible once in a while i drop a curse word i don't mean to but i also don't want to go back and edit content and i try to do this with layman's terms and break this stuff down for you in a funny uh and entertaining way uh, and then as well as enlighten you with this content. So I appreciate all of you. And uh, also, if you want to be a guest or you know anyone who wants to be a guest who's got valuable information, I am looking for guests. I want to start introducing more guests to the show. And unfortunately, uh, the people in which you believe and I believe are sort of on our side that cover similar content either one they don't want to come on because the show isn't big enough yet although we could play it on mike uh mike's network on the thomas paid podcast and they would get a lot of listeners uh either that or you know some of them i don't know they're part of a click part of other platforms and they don't want to cross pollinate so unfortunately that's the case that's what i'm running into and it's sad because i thought these people were freedom fighters like us and they were trying to expose the truth but unfortunately throughout my career i've run into this in other situations where people don't really want to share the stage or if you're not part of their group their organization they will not play ball with you and that is not the case here at pain.tv slash gold mike will allow me to interview anyone i want from any platform that i so choose so if you have some of these people you want to be guests bang them up on twitter or facebook or whatever and tag me and say dustin wants to talk to you again i'm not looking to debate people i am looking to learn from them and the stuff i don't agree with i push it off to the side i just ignore it as you should but the stuff that is of value to us you take that with you and you use it in your personal life so folks Let's continue to battle these demons. I'm going to move on beyond Peter Thiel for a little while because I don't want to bore you to death. I think you got enough of him over the last few episodes, enough to make your decision whether or not he is the conservative libertarian he purports to be or whether he is a forked-tongued devil who is helping to build the technocracy and to push forward this transhumanist, anti-human world ladies and gentlemen i thank you very much for tuning in this saturday evening i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold god bless you all have a great evening i love you guys the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv 
slash gold. <laughs>